Welcome to Fiction Authors Talk Books or Fat Books Podcast. This episode, I'm talking with the wonderful Maggie Lilly about a little of this and that. I named this podcast Fiction Authors Talk Books because I wanted to incorporate all aspects of being a fiction author in the discussions. Being an author is a stressful job with high expectations from both ourselves and our fans, so this will always be a chill conversation that probably goes off topic most times, but we'll have some fun. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to see your favorite author on here, send them this link and they can get in touch with us at fatbookspodcast at gmail. We take all authors who write fiction and have been published as long as they're polite. Thanks for joining and on to the podcast. Last time we talked about how we got started. This time we could talk about maybe a specific character, like a vamp for a vamp, or you know, just just keep it chill. Yeah, I like it. So what are we talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> what series are you? You want to pick a character from a series that you're currently working on, or? Sure. Well, how do we want to talk about them? Actually, let's talk about crazy research uh, stuff we've had. Have you ever done like any crazy research or struggled to find research that you needed? Oh my God, yes. Okay, <laughs> that's perfect because lately, okay, and this leads into the book I'm working on, the crazy of being an author and researching because this is really a funny story. <laughs> when I first moved here, long story short, I met the maintenance guy when I first moved in here. Obviously, you need maintenance to fix something. And he told me that he was a traveling maintenance like the place that owns mine has like 30 properties or something so he's like a fill-in he'll rotate between the different ones and my mind as an author and as a crazy person immediately thought that would make a great murderer if you had access to all these different <laughs> you're laughing already it gets better so <laughs> so in my mind i'm like yeah that would make a great murderer i had outlined i'm like yeah i gotta i gotta think about this so for my murder mystery you know werewolf fbi series i had outlined this whole idea putting it for a later book you know whatever so now i'm finally there so i'm talking to my friend here and i'm like so i need a favor it's for research please don't say no right away. And she's like, okay. I'm like, when we walk our dogs tomorrow, can we walk through the parking lot and can you cover me so I can use my phone light and a flashlight to see which looks better in the back of SUVs? And she's like, as long as we don't end up in jail. <laughs> no, no, officer. No, no. I am an author. I just want to see which works better. Yeah. I'm not stealing anything. Yeah. I'm not case in the joint. I live here. Whatever. So we're walking through and then about like the first two SUVs I'm looking in the back of, she gets super into it and is like, no, you need to have them park over there because they can back <laughs> in. It's on the side. Da, 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 da. And she's like, I don't even think you need the flashlight. And I'm looking at her like, remember when you were leery to do this? She's like, this is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we went through the entire parking garage during the day and then at night to see, to see which kind of SUVs had the right lighting, which ones had the cargo things. And then I texted because I have two 20 something year olds next door who are not like I w was at 20 something. They are not very adventurous. I texted them both going, what kind of bribe would it take for the both of you to climb in the back of my SUV to see how dead bodies would work back there? <laughs> Did they do it? No, they didn't. They were quote unquote busy. At first, she's like, this is the most random thing ever. I'm like, look, it's for research. I need to, I kind of just need the visual to see how it would work. And then she didn't respond. And so I responded like five hours later. And that's what I put on Facebook. Like, so that's a no. <laughs> and uh, she did eventually text me back like, yeah, well, we're, we're kind of busy this weekend. I'll let you know if we have any time. And I'm like, oh, whatever. How, how can you be 20 something and not just be like, sure. What do we get out of it? You know? 
I was going to send them to a nice dinner or something just for like my SUVs parked like 10 feet away from their door. Like it wasn't like they had to go traipsing far. And so I told my friend, I was like, they will get in the back of my SUV. She's like, we're out to dinner. Tomorrow we'll climb in your SUV if you're needed. <laughs> I, I don't understand why you would say no to that. <laughs> I think that would be kind of like a fun thing to talk about. Well, yeah, that too. It'd be a fun story later. Like, so we knew this author and she made us climb in the back of the SUV to see what bodies are like. They're young. They should be having sex all over the place. It's like foreplay. Go climb in the back of my SUV and play, um, <laughs> what's it one where it's like left hand on green, um, not Scrabble. You know what I'm talking Thank you. Yes, Twister. It's like the most kinky kind of Twister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. I have not gone that far. No. <laughs> I hear a butt coming, but... No, I... So, my characters, at least for the first book, just sort of wandered in my head and I started writing. And it was fine because I was writing about things that I knew about. But in the second book, I injected a child that was sick with a form of cancer, but I needed specific symptoms to fit what went with the rest of the storyline for the, the novel. And so I ended up like doing all of this research into different types of childhood cancer. And then like my mom came to visit and she was like, what the hell are you doing? Does your kid have kids? Like she was like, asking about oh, her grandson, God. and I'm like, no, no, everybody's fine, Mom. And at the time, I didn't tell her that I was writing, so I couldn't be like, it was for a book. I just told her that I uh, had a friend that was dealing with some things and I was doing some research for her, but my mom was like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> why, are, why are you doing this? And then as it progressed, I went through this period of imposter syndrome where I was like, I don't know if I could actually really ever write another type of story again. But then I went through this phase where I would see random interesting people while we're out and about. And I would like look at them and make up entire character backstories. And then I would get back home and be like, I should put them in the book. I should yeah. totally. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, tell me about high school kids in Texas in San Antonio and why they would have clear backpacks. I don't like, is this a safety thing for shooter drills or is this something else? Yeah. I do all that kind of stuff now where I'm just like, oh, well, what, what do we do when your character is going to travel mentally through space what are they gonna what order are they gonna run through the atmosphere and it's like oh boy oh jeez! i learned some interesting things dead bodies in the back of an suv that's hysterical yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. well i have another one well i kind of and sometimes a lot of times poke fun at myself in the books if people catch it or not i don't know but she was saying that like because her little brother that she adopted or half brother that she adopted is clairvoyant like her and she's never been around too many babies but especially the baby is clairvoyant so they like send each other images in a way and so she was saying like he's really aware for a baby now that I've paid attention and been around a few other babies she's like sometimes I want to just walk into a grammar school and see like where he matches up developmentally with other kids but that would get me arrested and that would be like why is the strange werewolf walking around and sticking her head in classrooms. So like, I kind of poke fun at myself with that kind of stuff. There is a line step back over it. But it was really funny because I had readers that were like, okay, not to tell you why, but I do know that three adults can fit in the back of this kind of trunk. <laughs> like my fans got all into it. Like, do you need pictures? Do you need video? I was like, yes, please. It's <laughs> oh. hysterical. My fans are great at character names. Like for for goofy names or like just sexy names or what kind of names do they like 
I'm terrible at naming like characters that I'm going to have to live with for several books. So every time I do, I'm like, hey, I'm making a new character and we're going to have to live with him for a couple of books. What name do you guys think for a villain? And they come up with the most off the wall stuff. And I'm like, where did you learn how to say villain in Old Irish? Thanks for that. I'll borrow that. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's funny what readers will come up with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's great. No, I, I agree. And, you know, like the first names, I don't know. I have a harder time doing the first names for like main characters because, yeah, I have to live with it. And what if they pick something I just don't want? So then I'm always like, OK, I'll pick the first name. But I like I let them pick a lot of last names or like I had them name um, Tamsin's unicorns. And that was super fun. What was the one? Oh, Prince Neldor. I never people were like, you always forget to give him a last name. I'm like, no, I didn't for, like I didn't forget. That was kind of the, the fun. I wanted you guys to get to know him a bit before we gave him a last name. So that was another one where they got to pick his last name. Mr. Sexy Pants McSexerton was one. They knew, obviously, I wasn't ever going to pick that. I think I laughed for a good five bleep minutes at that one because it was Mr. Sexy McSexerton. I'm just like, oh, dear God. See, I would have to sneak that into a book somewhere. Like, it might not be a main character name, but it would have to come up in conversation. Like, that's the that's the nickname they now have for the guy or something? Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. That might have to just be in somebody's... But I was just like... <laughs> but you're just like, you know that won't actually be what I pick, right? You know, like, just as long as we're clear. Like, you just said that for the, 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 the giggles. The fun of it. Yeah. Oh god, I was dying. I don't remember how we started the conversation. I don't even think I had a reader group at the time. I think it was just on my regular Facebook page. I had posted something about grilled cheese. And it became this thing like we were having very deep conversations about grilled cheese and the proper way to make grilled cheese. And then like three books later, I intentionally inserted a scene where the family was like talking about different ways to make grilled cheese. Specifically, whether you put mayo on the outside of the bread or whether you put butter on the outside of the bread. That is a hot debate. Like if you, there are some people who are very like, this is the only way to do it. And if you don't, you know, you're a fool. And you're, uh -huh. yeah, people so, have strong opinions. That's for sure. They do uh, on a lot of things, but especially food items. Like it, it, it's, it's really funny, but so your fans all had a grilled cheese debate. I love it. Yeah, we did. We had a long conversation about the proper way to make grilled cheese. And then I put it in the book where like half the characters did the mayo technique and, and the other half of the characters were like, it's butter. It's butter. Or it's nothing. It's butter. <laughs> and then like even now still like that book came out in 2020 and I still get messages from people that are like, is the mayo thing for real? Is this a yeah. real thing? Yeah. yeah, I heard yes. of the mayo thing recently too, and I, because I'm not supposed to have carbs, so you know I'm not all in up on the grilled cheese fads. But yeah, I saw the mayo thing recently, and somebody was like, "That's disgusting." I'm like, "Why? Like, why do you think that would be so disgusting? Like, I don't understand. It's oil and egg, and you put oil on everything else. Like, I, I've never tried it, or I guess I have, because I guess that's how restaurants do it. So if you've had grilled cheese at a restaurant, you've probably had it that way. But yeah, like there were so adamantly like that's disgusting, and I'm like, I. I don't, you might not prefer it, but I don't know why that would, it's not like Worcestershire sauce or something, or soy sauce or something completely off the wall comparison to butter. It's like. <laughs> so you, you do the mayo and it's supposed to be like the thinnest of thinnest, thinnest layers of mayo. Cause you don't actually want it to taste like mayo, but 
the mayo makes the bread toast more evenly yeah. and thoroughly so that you have toasted grilled cheese rather than, you know, than the butter and grilled cheese. Yeah. And this is still an ongoing hot topic along with lasagna in with my readers. So now they post recipes that are like grilled cheese lasagna sandwiches. And I'm like, that's too much. We've gone too far. Go back. Yeah. I have a bakery series and she has some thoughts on some of that stuff, like the Nutella lasagna. She's yeah, like, no. it's not lasagna just because it's got layers. That's that's a trifle. That's a this. That's a this. And it's like, and I get it. People just want to have fun. And like, you, like we were, you know, earlier sharing the cookie dough and cinnamon roll thing. Like, I'm all for having fun. I, I always laugh at the people who take it too seriously. It's like, dude, the world is on fire and you're fighting or, you know, all up in arms because of mayo on grilled cheese or something ridiculous like do you hear yourself <laughs> yes it can still be grilled cheese if there is bacon of course <laughs> Jeez. or it can be a grilled blt i don't care what you call it that's just good eating <laughs> anything with bacon toasted cheese whatever it's just good eating like yeah. at that point like i recently made an egg salad and i was talking about it and like i you know because i have a i don't like my to to taste my yolks you know, lean protein, hi, all good for you, and trying to do some of that. But somebody was like, oh, you can't put bacon and egg. Or, or I was going to do more egg whites, like, from a container, so I didn't taste as much of the yolk. I did do honey mustard, and I did Japanese mayo, the yum-yum um, sauce, basically. So it had a little bit more of a, not a tang, but whatever. And so I was saying, yeah, I had to cook up the bacon, and somebody was like, there's no bacon and egg salad. We were at the dog park. The people at my dog park at my apartment complex are very opinionated on everything dear lord and they're like you can't it's not egg salad if it's got bacon in it i'm like well what is it well not egg salad okay but what is it it's a salad with eggs it's bacon and egg salad <laughs> yeah there you go but they were i was like it's cold eggs thing like what what do you call it it's got celery and it's got everything else i just added some bacon it's not egg salad then i was like okay you go stand over there <laughs> Like, why are you so pissed? Because I put bacon in the dammix. <laughs> I'm not asking you to eat it. You're not invited to dinner. Yeah, I was just, we were talking about hard-boiled egg. Oh, that's not how we got started on the whole thing. Because it's like, you know, there's so many different ways to cook hard-boiled eggs. But it's like this oven versus this system. And sometimes you got to add a minute. And then it's like the moment you don't cool it down fast enough, you went from soft to hard-boiled in a flash. And it was like, it was just normal conversation. And I, then I said, yeah, I'm thinking of making an egg salad and... I got to cook up the bacon. It was just like all hell broke loose because I said I was going to add bacon to cold egg salad. It was delicious for the record. I made enough for the entire apartment because I'm half Polish and that's what we do. We make enough food for everybody. I would do it again. I have no regrets. <laughs> uh, so what other crazy research or fun research or any research, I guess, have you done? I spent a lot of time doing research to make sure that I'm I'm not misconstruing something. Sort of like you're putting bodies in the back of the car. Like, I don't want to say that I have 15 bodies in the car and, and only three will fit. Um, but I haven't gone to that extent where I actually act it out because yeah. most of my characters are their own villains. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I got it. The, the premise for my books is that emotions have power associated with them. Okay. Right? Like, there are people in your life that are poisonous and that can drain the energy from you. Those are my vampires. They're okay. siphons. And there's my version of witches, if you want to call them witches, uh, are people that have control over that empathic energy. So one of the characters has control over fear and he can 
totally pump you full of fear, full into a panic attack, and hold you there for That's terrifying. Yeah, for days and days. But at their base, all of my characters, with the exception of the two full-on villains that I've written, are genuinely good people. So it's good people trying to find out what to do with this horrific power. And they they believe that they're like the guy that can control fear thinks he's a monster because he can control fear, even though he took that energy and went into the military and fought a war and like saved people's lives and stuff. A lot of the book has to do with characters struggling with their own powers and their own abilities and figuring out who they are with those abilities after having known themselves as normal people. Right. There's this mind shift as they have to learn about having the the morals that they do with the powers that they've now uncovered. Right. So a good portion, I have two series published right now. Um, the first series is six books, and each book um, builds up the last, and there's a huge cast of characters, but each book focuses on a specific pair as they figure out how to be in love and, and like have these crazy powers and stuff. Yeah. But it culminates as they become more comfortable with it. They find someone that wants to challenge them to take that power. Right. And then they spend a book or two facing off about that. Okay. But for the most part, like, my characters are their own villains. And the their flaws are very real. They're things that, that you might deal with every day. Being insecure in a relationship, but a total boss about work and like totally in charge on the, the work front, but totally uncomfortable and insecure in a relationship. Like that's so common. Right. And there are so many people that read the book and they're like, why, why is that character inconsistent? Why is she so strong when it comes to her career, but so weak when it comes to her relationship? And I was like, because that's life. Are you human? Like, do you know people? Do you talk to people? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Have you ever met somebody? Like, <laughs> so it, it's funny. Like, in one of the books, I have a, a really off the wall, super annoying, I don't know, or can I say bitchy character? Bleep, bleep. She is just off the wall, rude and obnoxious. And everyone's like, she's over the top and completely unrealistic. And I'm like, no, she's actually the only character based on a real person that I know. It's fun to see that disconnect with people where they, they expect the story and the characters to be one way because that's how most stories evolve. Like the character is a certain form of perfect that all of their imperfections are just charming rather than actual imperfections that they have to deal with. And that's been sort of an interesting transition for my books. Some people love it and some people hate it. Yeah. I've just decided the books are weird. I think a little weird is always needed, so. Yeah, I'm not interested in telling the same story over and over and over again. Like, yep. there are people that write the same book over and over and over. And I'm like, man, I don't want to tell a cowboy story 35 times. <laughs> the same book with different names. Nobody is, like, so linear where they're always consistent or they're always the same person. So yeah. get, I get that sometimes with my characters and reviews and stuff too. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. You want somebody more flat. You're not going to find it here. Like, yeah, you're not those are not for... my characters. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically like shaming me for having well-developed characters that are reality. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, sorry if that's too close to home. Yeah. Sorry if you sound this psycho too, but it, you know, you it's really funny because you were saying about like how 
it, it it was it's somebody was saying was unbelievable i had to stop my sarah series for a bit because i was well i was od'd on politics because there's a lot of politics not a lot but there's poli- i mean she's law enforcement there's going to be politics in that she works for the fbi there's always going to be politics and stuff around like you can't talk about one dimensional if you leave all that crap out like it's just there but it was so bizarre because i had to stop for a bit because my outlines were lame compared to what was really going on in the real political world i was like oh this is that's that's terrifying that this is i thought this was completely unbelievable and over the top and real life just got worse like (laughs) Uh for a while there it was like I, I feel like I'm living in a dystopian novel. Yeah. Please make it go away. Yeah. You live in Texas. You live in a dystopian novel. <laughs> yep. Texas. Yeah. The weather is nice. The rest of it. I don't think it's worth. No, we've met some lovely people here. Oh, yeah. But... I'm absolutely sure of that. But yeah, back away from politics. Yeah. So it is funny that most of your, your character research has been more internalized. I am kind of, well, especially with the FBI stuff murder mystery stuff like there are actual like rules of like how dead bodies work and how this can happen so like i've talked with a coroner specialist out of england who did a lot of like specialized was one of the people that they would go to if like there was a dead body uh, water retrieval kind of thing and like trying to factor all that in and everything I am not allowed to name which one I was in, but I was actually in a Emmy morgue and I was with my tape measure trying to, because you can't tell how big everything is from the movies or TV. Like, I really wanted to see how tall the walls are of, you know, like the drawers and the, the fridge things. And I wanted to see how much room they had to work. And so I got permission. I was there, whatever, but they just didn't want to be mentioned by names. And that's fine, especially because it was a little bit judgy of an area and like, oh, these are for romance books i'm like well you know whatever murder mystery but there's sex in them like deal with it but anyway the guy was dying he's like why do you have a tape measure i'm like to measure how far away the tables are from each other and he's like why do you need to know that i was like because i can't google it i never used it but like i was already there nothing would be worse than to go back home and be like damn i wish i knew how many feet were between the tables you know (laughs) i love the precision they found me quite amusing. I'm like, that's fine. I, I can be amusing. Your days normally involve working with dead bodies. If you want to laugh at me being yeah. me, you, you do you, boo. Like, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I, I feel bad that that's your life might be a little sad if you find it that funny. Like, you know, again, working with dead bodies all day is not something I'd want to do. But yeah, that was super cool. Like, I enjoyed that tour and getting to, to see it all like live. And I would like to do more of that stuff. But places aren't very accommodating like if you want to get more information or you want to ask about more stuff they're honestly not all that accommodating unless you're like some big name that they can promo you came and visited them or something like it's like just saying you're an author isn't i guess maybe what it used to be i I don't know because there are a couple different places i've tried to like get in behind the scenes and like get more information and see for myself firsthand and they're like no no (laughs) no just no 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 we don't want you here like okay sorry okay i'll make it up and then you'll write a review and tell me how wrong it is okay yeah yeah right that was my thing about the dead bodies like i don't know why i was so fixated on it like 
somebody's going to be like, you're never going to fit two adults in the back like that. And I'm so I'm looking at it. I measured my own and uh, I have a Honda CRV. That is a big trunk size. I bet. And I'm a, a above average weight woman. I bet you could fit two or three of me in there, especially if I was dead and you didn't have to worry about like my arm hurts bending that way. <laughs> I, I have a Chevy Tahoe and yes, you can easily fit two or three or five. Oh yeah. That's a big kid. You could probably yeah. two, three, four, five. Now you're getting into it too. You want to know how many would really fit in there. Don't you? I've started, I've started something fun with this. Cause I've had a lot of people, there were a lot of comments even on Facebook. Like, I wonder how many could fit in my trunk. I'm like, don't type that in the FBI. will be <laughs> Yeah. I start a lot of trouble that way. Just like, I wonder if like, I wonder Oh, normally it's with food or I just use that as an excuse. Somebody was telling me for my bakery series, you need to really put in about mochi donuts. And I was like, um, I've never had them. And they're like, well, they're really good. I'm like, yeah, but how will I know how good it's research? I ordered mochi donuts and they really are good. Oh my God. They're so ridiculously good. The main difference between those and normal donuts though, is you need to eat them that day. They don't keep well like regular donuts. So that's my advice, uh, having done research, is if you ever get the chance to try mochi donuts, eat them. Nummy, nummy. Where did you find mochi donuts? Just this place in Boston. It's It was on Uber, oh. on Uber Eats, no less. I had them delivered. Dough Club, I think it is. So freaking good. Oh, look at these. Oh, you're looking them up now, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I'm not sorry. No, I wouldn't ask you to be. That's what I'm here for, is to make people hungry. <laughs> Oh, there's all kinds of places around here that have them. They're they're seriously flipping delicious, but they just don't keep well, like regular donuts. I don't know why, but the next morning it was, I th well, I think it's because it's the rice flour or whatever. It's, you know, mochi flour. But yeah, the next morning it was, I mean, weren't the worst donuts I've ever had, but yeah, it just, they don't keep well. Oh my gosh, are these gluten-free? I'm, I'm totally, okay, I'm sorry. I'm coming back. I'll look at them later. Yeah. Yeah, they're gluten-free because it's made with rice flour. Well, unless there's, I don't know what kind of gluten would be in the frosting. I no. think that's just sugar. Yeah. Are you not gluten? I am not gluten. So let, oh, let, well, then you, yeah. now you can have donuts, really good donuts. And I'm telling you, you have to eat them all that day. <laughs> so, you know. Challenge accepted. They're lighter than normal donuts. So it's actually not that hard to eat several of them. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a chunky monkey. They went down very easily with them, very easily. But they're, yeah, they're stupid good. Like, I was just like, these, I'm glad these were expensive because actually the donuts weren't all that expensive. It was the delivery that was expensive, but it's far in Boston. So I'm like, I will never go get these because I'm not going to spend this and then be like, oh, I have to eat them all today. But yeah, that's my normal type of research is the long moral of this story is I just get food. <laughs> back to what we were talking about though it's like even if you deal with a little bit of adulting i don't understand how other people aren't like nobody's this crazy it's like have you been in real life real life is crazy like how do you expect characters to keep sanity and not be drama and that's kind of the whole thing of dramas too is to be a little bit dramatic yeah there's too much angst in this book it's a romance <laughs> what yeah, I don't, I don't know. People get a little too, like, I get it. If you want to time off from the real world and drama, I'm sorry, please pick up a comedy. Because I write where there's drama and angst, but the good guys always win. Because that's what I need in my life. Like, I need that. Yep. 
I'm the same. I write the story that makes me feel better about life. And as the first series was winding up, I would get emails and messages from people that are like, I got to the part where you introduced an actual villain. I want to know before I get invested in the next book, are you going to kill the character off? Are you going to kill the character that I love off? And I was like, no, I will guarantee as an author that I will not kill off a character that we love just as a plot device. Like, there, I will not do that to us. We can get plenty attached to the characters. There's so many other stories to tell other than getting killed off. Now, I'm not writing a detective series like that I think is a different paradigm, but I don't have any problem telling people, like, my books are going to be safe uh, if you adore the characters. You don't have to worry about them, like, falling off a cliff. Yeah. I'll never kill off a main character or, like, a, a romance interest. That's, like, I won't ever do that. But, yeah, I've had to, um, or I will be, actually, in one of my series, Killing Off. And, I mean, she's not a big, big part of it, but it's it's important for the character yep. to have that death. I agree. I do kill people off, but it's never, like, the main character, the main love interest, anything like that. That's just, life is cruel enough. I don't need to be, you know? I don't do it very often, but there are, there are times where I understand that there's, there's nothing... I want to say there's nothing like a death, but not everything can give you the same result as experiencing a death of somebody in your life. So like, I understand it. I think it's over, it's an overused trope that is kind of a cheap way of, for some authors, like they just kill everybody and you're like, could you, could you try something else? So I get why people are like that. And I don't, want to read a series where the main character gets killed off i was super pissed at like divergent because she spoiler alert she dies in the end i mean that's a well-known spoiler i'm not really hurting anybody's anything i don't think with that one but they kill off the main character in the end and i was so invested after three books that i was like you are mean mean person how do you kill off your main character like what is wrong with you i guess she was done writing that series she didn't want to go back there i agree that's that's over the top game. I don't know. I just felt it was cheap. So I agree with you that like in general, I don't kill off my peeps. I love them and I've invested in them and everything else. But sometimes there are certain things that like you can't do any like it's the only way to get to a certain outcome is what I'm trying to say delicately and not doing it very well. I'm thoroughly entertained by your dog park. Like, I, I think that should be a book in and of itself, Erin. Like, I think there are good characters there. Uh, so, way ahead of you. <laughs> so, what I want to do, or what I've started doing, is, and I've, I've kind of talked a bit about the fact that I'm writing, it's a series of trilogies. And each one is its own little happily ever after. But instead of each trilogy being a different series, it's just going to be, especially, this is mostly because I hate naming books. So for the first book of the series, it's going to be, well, I think I think Devin is going first. I don't know, whichever trilogy I finish first. But it will be, you know, this series, books one, two, and three will also just be Devin one, two, and three. So, and they're all going to be different worlds and stuff. It's not like going to be all in the same world. It's just a way for me to not have to have 14 different trilogies. But yeah, I've got a bunch of the books written. I just need to finish, you know, the whole trilogy, which... No big deal, just in my spare time. But yeah, what I want to do is do like my normal Friday release and then books two and three are on Saturday and Sunday because I just, 
I don't know. I thought it'd be fun to do like a whole trilogy. But yeah, one of them is supposed to be me like in this stupid apartment complex with the stupid bullies at the dog park. Because girl, I'm not even telling you like half the shit that they... It's like Mean Girls for people in their 30s on crack. I'm just like, oh, this is a real thing. Like people really behave like this. What was the one I recently got in trouble for? Oh, I posted about this too. We were talking about goofy things we do with our dogs. And I was saying that when I peel carrots, Vader becomes like a gator. And he's like getting all the carrot peels. And somebody was like, oh my God, you let him eat the disgusting carrot peels? I was like, I just looked at him like, he licks his own ass. (laughs) You're worried about my organic, already washed carrot peels? He licks his ass and gives your dog a colonoscopy as a hello. I think it's fine. And yeah, so it was people were laughing, but I was like, I, I like, why are you involved? Oh, you give him carrot peels. Uh-huh. And there are people that don't even peel their carrots. God forbid. They just wash them and cut them up and put them in their stuff. Well, the baby carrots, but you think the big carrots, people don't actually peel those? Huh. I think sometimes. Huh? Good for them. I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. That'd be easier because I suck at peeling carrots, but I think I've just been, it's been ingrained in my mind that you have to peel those carrots. So I don't know if I couldn't not do it, but. I am also a carrot peeler. You know, it's just so funny the things that people like get all up in arms about. And it's like, what, why do you, what, what, what does it have to do with you? Like, what, I'm sorry you don't have as much fun with your dog as I do, but like, don't, don't, don't knock on our playtime. Cause it's really funny too. Vader gets all into it. He sees me bring out the bag of carrots and he's like all ready to go, you know, sitting on the side. Like, it's just, we're a very strange household. People should just accept that. Like, that's, that's the moral of the story is we're a very strange household. You need your own passport basically to come in here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's your, it's your world. Like, why it should be the way you want it to be and it doesn't matter anybody else thinks yeah that's the other thing i don't understand why people insert themselves into so much but but our characters are too much drama like i just that's why i always laugh like are you kidding me have you been in the real world when is the last time you talked to a woman in her mid-20s yeah if you want to worry about the disconnect of being a confident career-minded woman versus a woman that is dating like that's that's a pretty common thing for people. Um, no. Yeah, right? Yeah. Transition. Funny. Well, and I've gotten a lot of crap lately that my character's just like, oh my god, yeah, she had something sexist again. Every man sucks. God, she just harps on this all the time. Somebody was like, that's why she's single. And I was like, you know, I think there's a song out there, like, it's not every man, but it's every woman who's experienced the bullshit. Like, I don't know what world you live in that you've not experienced sexism or you can look me in the face and be like, the world is not as sexist as you, as I think it is. I, I honestly just want to be like, you're probably part of the problem. Yeah. I won't dive into politics there. <laughs> there was a... Yeah. I don't even think sexism is a, is a political thing. I, it, it shouldn't be, but yeah, you're right. It ends up being. Yeah. No, even like my mom, she was always like, oh yeah, you know, you go too far. I'm a feminist. And I just laughed at her. I'm like, no, you're not. She's like blamed women for the clothes they wear, like all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, you know, you can't tease the boys like that bullshit. And you're just like, you are not a feminist. Please, please give me back your woman card. 
So I've gotten a lot of crap lately, especially that I've seen like, oh my God, everybody's sexist. Everybody's got the problems in the world. Everybody da 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 da. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What world do you live in that it's not like that? That's not even drama for over whatever. Like the other day I was walking out. It was sleet rain here and I'm walking in. Vader and I are soaking wet and some guy comes down the hallway and shoes me out of the way. Just shoes me. Just just waves his hand like, get out. Just shoo. And I just looked at him. I'm like, dude, I don't know what kind of women you've been hanging out with, but I'm. this isn't the strip club. You can't just shoo me out of your way. No. And he got all pissy and he went move. He's like, well, I don't want your dog to jump all over me. I'm like, he ain't going to jump. I'm like, You're, we're going to the elevator. You can move. And he's like, well, you move. And I'm like, wow, who says chivalry is dead? Like, he, it, it, the whole thing was just so bizarre. And I'm like, if you don't think that was a sexist thing of, like, he just shooed the woman out of his way, you ain't paying attention. Because that wasn't, what, what else did you think it was? I was younger? I was whatever? Like, what, what? He was rude like that to everyone? I don't, ugh, sorry, tangent. What were we supposed to be talking about again? Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> just thinking about. Like, what were we? <laughs> Goofy research stuff. Research struggles. <laughs> that went a little off topic. So what are you working on then? Like, do you, you have the book all ready to go or you're halfway into the book or how far? I am more than halfway through the book that I'm working on right now. So there's, within my series, most of the characters have like empathic powers. There's someone that represents fear and someone that represents rage, someone for joy, peace, lust, like all of those energies that we feel as humans. That's really the magic in my world with Two exceptions. Arguably, the main character of my series has the ability to walk through time and see what happened in the past with perfect clarity and see what's coming in the future. That would be terrifying. Where he's making best guesses. That's terrifying. Yeah. And he, in the other books, is a prominent, what I'll call side character. Okay. None of my characters are really side characters. But he's really more of an accompanying, no, no, I told you to do this and I meant for you to do it this way because there was a reason. Yeah. So this is really the first book where Sam is narrating and explaining why he wants the other characters to do things in a special order or in a special way. And he is far and away my most beloved character, but he's also really strange. So... Writing a book from his perspective is a little bit of a mind bender. It's been good fun, and I think it'll be a lot of fun to read. Yeah. There's no, I don't want to say there's no gut punches because there is, but it's a lot of fun and then a lot of just understanding why he is the way he is. So people are, are excited about this. I had intended it to be a separate series, but I'm going to put it as the, the last book in my previous series because... Sam as a character wouldn't have the focus to explain all of the magic in the world and who everybody is on his own. I gotcha. So if I attach it to a previous series, he can build on that. So hopefully, hopefully, I'll be done writing that in the next few weeks and then we'll go to the editor and, and then we'll release it. I've had the cover. I had no book to go with it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, no. I never do the covers until the book is, is done because it's like I need the whole culmination to feel, kind of feel it out. Yeah, I had a, a phase where I was addicted to pre-made covers oh. and bought too many. So now I have like 19 book covers that I need to use. It'll work out. I've never bought pre-made. Oh, don't start. It's addictive. Oh, I make my own. I don't have that skill set. Maybe I'll develop yeah. that skill set. I recommend that. I 
took a Photoshop class. I used to use, I used to know Photoshop when I was in college, but then, you know, things change and it's not the same Photoshop as it once was or whatever. And if you don't use it, you lose it. So I took a community online community college class and retaught myself Photoshop. There you go. Best decision for my stress I've ever made. Cause now I can edit little things I can do. I mean, I can't do covers like, I don't want to say real graphic artists. I technically am, but I can't do covers like the super awesome ones, but I, I'm fine with that. They get the job done and I don't have to stress with, oh, no, this is the wrong font or no, this is what. It... Plus, there are days there you want to be productive and I'm just not in and I'm not in the writing pad, you know, set. So I can get it done on my own time when I'm ready. I got all my stock photos. I always know that they're there. You can buy a big batch of stock photos and just have it all have it all ready to go and match it all up because that was a huge stress area for me was the covers and yeah, yeah. it still is for so, me i would never do it for other authors because we be nuts i'm not saying every all the stress is the graphic designers i really am not we be <laughs> nuts they be, but they be nuts as well because they're artists as well that is the one that i think gets overlooked because i've had so many graphic designers i've talked with and cover designers be like, yeah, authors are nuts. And I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, so are you guys. Like, we're just all, let's just all admit that we're a little crazy pants. Like, honestly, there was a cover designer that I adored. She did a trilogy of mine and I asked her to keep working together and she said she couldn't because I scared her. You scared her? Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? She's like, you're very aggressive. And I was like, I, I, how? And she's like, well, you send very quick emails and you're you're just very aggressive. I'm like, I've never cussed at you. I've never, I loved your work. She goes, yeah, but you would send like an email and be like, this is the font. How is that aggressive? What do you want me to say? I love you today, but just so we're clear, you use the wrong font. This is what you need, sweetheart. It's okay. It's going to be okay. I'm like, what, what? I sent you the right font. Like, it's not like I said, hey, idiot, this is the font. She's, I was just flabbergasted. And she's like, so here's everything you need. If you need to contact me, please don't. I was like, oh my God. Like, okay. I want to give a big thanks to Maggie Lily for joining me for such a fun conversation. Also, to all of our fans for checking this podcast out. I hope you liked what you heard and decide to stick around. Please make sure to subscribe to the Fat Books podcast on YouTube or Spotify or that little purple icon on your Apple device. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on who we're recording with and when episodes are coming out. There's also a Patreon if you want to support the podcast and keep it going. Let's hear a bit about what Maggie's working on and what's coming from her next. I am working on uh, Time Walker's Journal. I think it's going to be called Peacemaker because the name that it's going with is Peacekeeper. So the Peacekeeper's Harmony series is all about the brother Luke and him coming into his power over peace and then interacting with beast affinities who are shifters in my little world. And then Sam, who is the time walking person, did a lot of driving Luke forward through the series. So now this final book is going to be Sam's perspective over the same timeline of the Luke series. And he will have his own adventure and his own villain and stuff to face off with as part of the book. So it's a change of perspective, but the same time timeline different events which is part of the fun i think of having a big cast of characters because i have a family of 
nine siblings and they all live together in this cul-de-sac environment but they're not always paying attention to what other people are doing so now we're getting to the point where i'm weaving the stories where what luke is experiencing is different from what sam is experiencing which is different from what is going on in beth's world and like as we move forward in the the timeline of the world we'll see different aspects of the stories poking out so that they all sort of intertwine and, and tell one big thing if that makes sense one big thing one big story yeah i'm hoping that is done and to the editor in early april and then out in the wild the end of april beginning of may it'll depend on how my health holds up but that's looking pretty reasonable because i'm more than halfway done at this point it is unfortunately the same book i was reading again last time i talked to you thanks for staying until the end and hope you enjoyed it Thank you.